Hello and welcome to Second Run, a movie lover's podcast by Movie Phone, a podcast that celebrates Hollywood's guiltiest pleasures by taking a fresh look at our most nostalgic movies. I'm Tim Hain, and I'm joined once again by Rachel Horner. Hello. Tony Maceo. Hi. And Phil Perello. Hello. I was just sipping tea, sorry. Oh, come on. You've ruined my intro with your sipping. <laughs> We've watched, judged, and taken ample notes, and now we're here to talk about a movie filled with more fake rocks than the jewelry counter at Walmart. <laughs> 1993's Cliffhanger. Phil, why did you choose this movie? I think, Tim, the question is, why didn't I choose this movie sooner? You, you're on a bit of a Reddy Harlan streak. I am. <laughs> I started with Long Kiss Goodnight, now I'm bringing it back to his second is Action it? movie after Die Hard two, yeah, maybe. Anyway, the uh, was I I was stuck in a '90s nostalgia rut uh, the other week, going through like best action movies of the '90s. Forgot about Cliffhanger, and thought it was worth revisiting. And this thing holds up pretty well. It does minus a few things, which we'll get into. Surely yeah. we'll discuss them. And I'm looking up to see if this is the thing that holds up the best. I think we can all agree is John Lithgow's. Accent. Yikes. Oh, boy. Uh, what a poor choice. I don't know yeah. why anyone yeah. let him do whatever he was doing in this movie. <laughs> Damn you, Walker! Everything he did was just It was next terrible. level bad. It was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. Would you count The Adventures of Ford Fairlane as an action movie? I guess it mm, technically is. Yeah. Um, so this would be his third. Third. His third. Yes. Okay. Which I did not know that he had directed that. I completely forgot movie, he did that. We should all forget exists. <laughs> Um, that's for the best. Um, well, Phil, for those people at home who aren't uh, privy to the uh, information on what Cliffhanger's about. Well, I hope they're all sitting down. Yeah, I hope they're ready because okay. this is a wild effing ride. I hope they know that it has cliffs in it. It does, <laughs> and people hang from them mm -hmm. often. So Stallone plays expert climber Gabe Walker. He suffers a tragedy. He's a climber, Great not a name. walker. Great I don't name. understand. Great name. He's a rescue climber. Which is a profession. Enough He's, people need to be rescued today mm -hmm. that they have multiple he, rescue climbers. A lot of people right. saved. He suffers a pretty messed up tragedy. Uh, he watches his best friend's girlfriend die, fall from a line that he secured, but the clamp that he secured her to had some sort of malfunction, and she died. So, so he murdered her. So pretty much. Yes. That's my thought. And that then eight months later, away. he returns to, to the, the, the Colorado Rockies, where supposedly this happened, which mm -hmm. is clearly the Italian Alps. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it doesn't look like the Rockies at all. At all. Um, and uh, he's there to get his estranged girlfriend, who's also a rescue worker, Jessie, played by the girl from Northern Exposure. Janine Turner. Janine mm -hmm. Turner. And while there, a couple of uh, mean motor scooters decide to hijack a flight, a, a U.S. Treasury flight full of $1,000 bills mm -hmm. midair. And we can see where Christopher Nolan got his idea for yeah. the opening of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm so confused by that opening sequence, by the not not the, the, the woman dying, the the plane sequence. I'm like, it's an entire plane filled with lots of money, but it's like three Four cases yeah. or something. It and just doesn't make any sense that this is the way money is transported. Transported, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they tried to explain it with some really quick walk and talk exposition. <laughs> well, they didn't explain it well enough. Trains can get derailed. Uh, armored cars can get hijacked, but no one will get you in the sky. <laughs> Which is clearly a lie. Which is not true. They were, they were gotten in the sky. Um, yeah. But I guess the, the heist went uh, amiss, right? If I'm not mistaken. Well, the heist goes totally amiss. <laughs> so they're forced to recruit Gabe Walker and his buddy Tucker, well, his last who lost the girlfriend. Tucker. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hal, Hal yeah. Tucker. Hal. Hal. Oh, I don't remember anyone's name. Who can't stand Gabe because killed girlfriend. So they're forced to team up to help these bad guys go dieharding on a mountain to get this money. I mean, it's just conflict after conflict right. after conflict. And at one point, someone that Gabe uses a bad guy as a sled, as a toboggan, yep. and uh, more fun ensues. Yeah. I will say uh, the, 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 his best friend's girlfriend dying at the beginning was very clear once he asked if they were still on for dinner that night. And I was like... This girl ain't eating no dinner tonight. She's going to fall. <laughs> she is going to fall yeah. down this so. cliff but they do. and die a very painful and splashy, bloody death. 
Also, how did she get up, up there? there? How did any she of them get so up there? She looked so inexperienced. She right. had a teddy bear with you're, her. Yeah, you're telling me that she got up there to that little no, narrow no peak sense. without no flipping sense up or going across that line? That's what did her in? Come right. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they ask, like, what was he doing taking up such an unexperienced girl right. on this on this? I thing, think so. Hal wanted her to die. I want the forensic files cliffhanger. <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> on this. Mm-hmm. How do we he know he didn't he didn't tamper with the clamp that I think busted? he did. Well, I did say that if this were a forensic files episode, we would find out that he cl- he uh, tampered with it and that she was supposed to die and he got away with it and he was trying to pin it on Gabe. Um, I we think kinda... we've set up we've set up the sequel that we all wanted. To see <laughs> from this movie. Yeah. Well, there was at one point uh, a sequel planned. I think the dam. Yeah, yes, the dam cliffhanger yeah. too, where where uh, terrorists were supposed to take over the Hoover Dam. Right, and Gabe and... Walker somehow ends yeah. up at the dam. Like, hey, no. listen, if we've learned anything from Dot the Die Hard series, right place, right time. So <laughs> who, who knows? Um, but that that sequel never saw the light of day, no. thankfully. Yeah. Instead, we got Daylight, <laughs> starring Sylvester Stallone. It's weird because as early as 2015, like we had word that a cliffhanger sequel was on the way. Yeah, like it's Stallone, been in the talks like, for a while. about it. Mm-hmm. I will so say, weird. I feel bad for Sylvester Stallone because he actually can act, but I feel like he gets lumped in with the Jean Claude Van Dams and the Arnold Schwarzeneggers who legitimately cannot act. And like, I'm always surprised. I'm like, oh, actually, he's not a terrible actor. He's not. But he's really good in no, some things. But, he... but I mean, in this movie, I was like, for such a ridiculous movie, he is pretty believable I, in this. I was going to say, it didn't seem like, I mean, everything about this movie is far-fetched overall, but it didn't, like, his acting didn't seem out of place yeah, for right. this situation overall. Like, he's actually, it's one of his better action movie Acting performances. jobs. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. I was impressed. I was like, you know what, Sly, I always underestimate you. I'm so sorry. And we all know now we're uh, Michael Rooker got his screaming as acting start with this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, Rooker. A lot of yelling. I thought he was fantastic. He I liked him. So yeah, good. I like the best part of the movie. Like for it's, me. it's like he when he actually gave a crap about grounding his acting. You know, like he wasn't hamming it up or anything. Like now he's just Mary Poppins. But mm. Mary Poppins, y'all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, he he's a he's a great number two in this. Movie. Yeah, like it's a good breakout role for him. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. Now, I, the, aside from Lithgow. We'll get to this guy. Now, to get some context for Cliffhanger, Cliffhanger was a very important movie for Stallone's career. Mm-hmm. At the time, said career was not going well. He was tanking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was coming off of like like Oscar. Uh, oh, boy. And, and some <laughs> and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Like He was coming off of some bad comedy experiments. Mm-hmm. Like Tango and Cash through Oscar were kind of rough patches for him. So this was kind of his true lies. Whereas he needed an action movie to get back on track. And expectations were kind of low on this movie. And it managed to, at the time, set a, no, a Memorial Day weekend of 20, uh, Memorial Day opening weekend mm-hmm. record of $20 million. So yeah. it rebounded him and it set us on a, a questionably darker path of action <laughs> movies. Like, cause got, he went from this to Demolition Man. Yeah, and Judge, was Judge Dredd before or after this? Uh, Judge, uh, after. After? Okay. Uh, Demolition Man, Judge Dredd. Daylight. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot yeah, of bad. mentioned Daylight. Yeah, a lot of bad, a lot of bad action movies. But we had this in the mix, though. Um, I will uh, say that um, for I, granted, I don't know that much about rock climbing, but for a free solo climber, he seemed to have a lot of gear with him all mm-hmm. the time. Most people who free solo don't carry that much stuff. He had full on backpacks. Carabiners. You know like why they everything. don't, Tony? Because they're not Gabe Walker. <laughs> <laughs> not as cool as Gabe. He's not a rescue ranger. I know nothing about rock climbing, and I know even less about what mountains look like in any area. So I would have believed that those were the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, the Rocky it was, mountains, fil- it was filmed in the Italian Alps, wasn't it? They yeah, it certainly doesn't look like the Rockies. I don't know what the Rockies look like, to be honest. Well, they're always cold, according <laughs> to course. A lot um, more snowy. Um, would, they don't have like those those sort of. The rocks, well, the mountains that they were on in the very beginning that they fell off of, that the woman died off of, Mm -hmm. they don't have those in the Rockies. They don't look like that. So it's kind of like I've been to the Rockies and I don't remember seeing anything like that anywhere. (laughs) They're very dangerous. Brings up big question marks. Yeah. Um, This is arguably one of the more uh, eclectic villain 
teams I've ever seen also yeah. in a movie. We got to talk about the villains. Yeah. They really don't like each other. They and don't like each other and they're all so different. They are they very different. I don't understand why they're together. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like these people just became Was it just a-holes. a Craigslist ad? That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that makes Actually, that it was 1993, tracks. so it was like a CompuServe group or something. Yeah. And then scaped out. Robin the Treasury, need a seventh. Right. <laughs> like, like Stryker has Craigslist hookup an, written an all AOL over chat him. Room. Like, like they're, this team, like, they didn't just get together and become a-holes. You know, they were jerks before. So yeah. how could you ever wrangle them into one situation together? I don't know, but I... And I forgot all of their names. I don't. Yeah. I still yeah. don't know Strike any of their names. Because there's so many of them. Um, it's all nuts. I know is like who played them. Like Lithgow. Yeah. And then there's like that guy who was kind of Australian but not Australian. That guy. The soccer um, player. With the very with the very dramatic shotgun death. Yes, striker. Over the side. Okay, his name. Mm-hmm. Was I, I mean, he has a different name, but. He it's easy to just call him Striker because he has that whole Stryker weird soccer monologue as he's trying to kill Michael yeah. Rooker. It's it's Delmar, Delmar. That's and then that's the villain's name from yeah. Cool Runnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who also was a, a very skilled fighter in his fight scene where he dies. Not had, set up at all. No, he, not at all. Like yeah. you have no like. There's no setup that he's an amazing martial artist, right. but then he just does all these moves, <laughs> yes, Scre- screams every time he punches, and then has a very unceremonious death. Now, this is something I always failed in science class. Is it stalagmite or stalactite? Stalactite is the one that comes down from the ceiling. So that's that's what he got impaled on. Okay, so that's the stalactite is how he he saw his his ultimate doom, which right. was already covered in blood before he <laughs> yes. went up. I on did it. not notice yeah. that. Yeah, when, they tried to clean it, but it did not work out very so well. So kind of red. Let's break much. down that sequence. <laughs> Stallone's getting his butt kicked. Yeah, like just pummeled, and yet he summons the strength to pick him up, hoist him over his head, and hold him there like he's holding the championship belt from Rocky. He looks up, sees the stalactite. They cut the stalactite. It's stained in blood, and then he stabs him off. I, I'm going to have to watch that again. It's great. I didn't even realize that was the case. That's very funny. But back to this team of villains, like, their infighting, I found refreshing. Like, I liked seeing action. We don't, I don't think we've seen this since or before, mm-hmm. but this diehard core group of villains just outright hating each yeah, other. Yeah, they don't like each other. But their 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 method though, once the the plane goes down, is really crappy. Like so they want to achieve they got three suitcases of money that are scattered all over Hot mess. the the Alps, right? And their goal is to use the climbers. I love how we're to, just calling them the Alps now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they are. Let's just be real. They're the Alps. So they want to track them down. So their first thing is we'll send Gabe first with no coat. Yeah. To go up there. How do you not dive hypothermia in this so movie? I'm so confused about the when to wear a coat, when not to wear, wear a coat, coat situation ru- yeah. in this movie. I'm like, what temperature is <laughs> yeah, it? Well, exactly. apparently, How cold was you it? don't need a coat when you're climbing that high. All you need is a sweater with holes in it. Oh, yeah. right. A very well, old sweater. That'll keep you warm. Well, that's that's enough for me then. I guess that's what I'll take the next <laughs> time I never Gabe. go climbing. <laughs> so they send him up there. Yeah, without a jacket. Let's do that. The goal is to successfully retrieve your money. Why would you impede that? Yeah. Their thinking is, well, he'll get it faster. No. Two, uh, he gets up there. Gabe or Hal warns him, don't come back down. They're going to kill you because Lithgow says, oh, well, we don't need two climbers anymore. Based on what? Like, you have no idea if Hal is as good as Gabe. And also, one could fall to their death. Right. I guess. Mm-hmm. You might want to have a redundancy, and Gabe hasn't even succeeded yet. Yeah, and they and it, 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 when it's all said and done, they played the villains the whole yes. time by taking them like weird, superfluous routes that they didn't, didn't get to go. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So when so they don't have their money yet. Hal has just revealed their big plan to Gabe, who has no weapons of any kind. And on also him. is smart enough to assume that they're probably going, going to, to kill, kill him. him. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. just always the that's the. Yeah, there's no... When in doubt, just assume you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> so what did they decide to do? They launch grenades at the cliff at a, face. At a cliff side. Right. Sparking an avalanche. If their goal is to get their money... They don't get it if you throw don't... grenades at it. That's... It's just so weird to me. Also, as no a sense. person who has admitted that she knows nothing about mountains or what they look like, I know, I know how to create an avalanche. I do know that, and I do know how to not create an avalanche. And so I just feel like one of these... How many villains were there? Six? Five? Sure. One of them Seven, would be maybe? like, hey, not a great idea. You're going to start an avalanche. I just feel like that you learn it 
in, in the right. world. I think what I found the most annoying about the villains, aside from Lithgow's terrible accent, um, was that they all hated each other, but you never really got an explanation as to, to why. why. Right. Mm. Other than they were just bad people. I mean, right. I can understand why everyone hated John Lithgow, right. but you, everyone you think, else. You think maybe they were just a little ornery over the fact that the heist went wrong? Like they had such an awesome right, heist but plan. Every, but all the attacks on the other people are all very personal. <laughs> right. Very weird. It's and, like yeah. they are super competitive or there's history between each of them, each pair of people. It, it's very strange. Yeah, it's also like it's just like bickering because reasons. Right. Yeah. And I, I again, like the infighting is that's a nice, I don't want to say swerve, but a nice wrinkle to the villain dynamic. Mm-hmm. But it's there's no grounds for it. Yeah. And I and I don't buy ever that Lithgow has a handle on this team. No. no. Like I don't buy that they don't like take him down or get him out of the picture, especially mm-hmm. when Leon, aka Kinnett, <laughs> can was just yeah he yeah. can just blood sport his way through the entire crew yes like, i was very confused just almost from the outset because they're on this plane they're hijacking the plane and they're just firing guns willy-nilly like it has no effect to, like if a bullet goes right. through the side of the plane nothing happens they're going eight thousand miles an hour it's so weird and the bullets somehow hit their target yeah it was, i mean the the plane heist i remember even thinking it's like cool. it was a lot cooler than i remember it's been a while since i'd seen this um, but the plane heist definitely you can you can tell that the uh, the Dark Knight Rises plane heist mm-hmm. definitely had shades of cliffhanger in it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was seemingly Break going down to great. the nose cone. Yeah, like, um, can't you just see Nolan cone. just like sitting in a basement watching this that over scene and over again, hanger over and over again? That's the, I, was, I was so ready to go into this movie to hate it, but then I Could've, by the time oh, I, I, I came, it. yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. this is actually a fun action movie. I kind of wish there was more considered. to like hate on. Yeah, it was, I mean, there's some hokey moments, obviously, but yeah. I think it's almost necessary in a way to kind of add some levity. I feel like if someone else, like the the base of it is really there. Mm-hmm. Like if someone else who was maybe not as cheesy a director as Rennie Harlan had taken it, it would have been probably taken next level. But it, as it is, it's kind of like he really leans into the the whole kind of, oh, these, these villains don't have any layers to them mm-hmm. kind of Mm-hmm. method and it, it just makes it it could be more than it is but it, it's fun the way it is for right. sure yeah I mean um, there's definitely some bad lines and yeah embarrassing dialogue but yeah what what 90 one, mo- 90s movie is free of those? yeah exactly so there was that one line that you really called out that I never paid attention to before I don't remember the what when Gabe and Hal first team up to go They've been tricked into thinking oh, that yeah. Lithgow's team are climbers that need insulin that it got lost. So they're the two of them team up to go on there and they and they start bickering. And Gabe goes, "Let's just drop it." And Hal swings around, grabs Gabe by the jacket, and hangs him off the edge of the cliff and goes, "No, you dropped it." Oh boy! <laughs> and I was like, "Little on the nose." Well, but I was just like, but it's "One that right. makes no sense is as, as a sentence. It's just not." And also, we know what you're talking about, but she's the way not that you're it. saying it. <laughs> it just, yeah, that. That was a terrible, terrible line. It was really bad. Um, I also like some things that that you can just are super predictable in a movie like this. Is as soon as I saw the old man in the helicopter, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. you're dying." Uh, yeah, he's done before. Uh, also, he's so likable, Frank. Well, yeah. that's and, then, and they just keep making him more and more likable, right. and, and then you're like, "Oh, the more and more likable he gets, the more and more it's obvious he, he's dying." He even dies cool, like yeah. he in his last breath, he hands him his knife, like here. Yeah. But he my knows. question with that scene is, you know, there she the helicopter pilot mm-hmm. girl's got him and is trying Janine to Turner. Yeah, Janine Turner. Uh she No, you mean Crystal. No, Chris yeah, whoever the, blonde. the heli- oh. Yeah, the blonde. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The bad yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, the yeah. bad one. Um, I, also, I love that her name is Crystal. Uh, yeah, Crystal. <laughs> With a K. All the names are very unique. Uh, yeah. Crystal like has him, and she's threatening to kill him, but then she gets mad when the person actually kills him, and she's like, no one said to start shooting, and it was like, well, what were you going to do? Yeah, what, what was your, your plan? Pl- what were you going to do with him? Because she draws a gun on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is her plan? Is it to make him fly the helicopter but that she can, she can fly? fly? So no. Maybe she was planning on doing like a scenario where she was going to leave him on the mountainside, knowing it was going to take him days to potentially get back, and by then they would yeah. be gone. They would just- but, but it's like, who I think cares? they were gonna. I can't yeah, hear they, that they, They're just gonna Splitting kill everybody else. Frank's gonna yeah. die no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like they're not leaving anyone. If they're gonna kill the two people that are actually useful to them, why are you gonna right. spare old guy McGee that you don't really need? <laughs> and if Lithgow, I wish that was his name. Yeah. And Lithgow's also a pilot, so he kills Crystal in the sacrifice mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, 
why would you bring a redundancy to you? Because you just made yourself expendable. Like they could just usurp you and well, stop dropping, no. stop dropping kills, other Sylvester Stallone movie names. <laughs> when he kills Crystal, they can't kill him because right. he's the only person. Right, that, but, he, oh, but, you're but saying by bringing he her on, he creates a scenario for them to yeah. take him out. That's the thing. There seems to be a lot of situations where people are, you can you can cut a lot of fat out in this bad guy group overall. So there seems yeah. to be a lot of redundancies like throughout the, yeah. the Well, two the of them situation. just die like really terrible deaths. Like, yeah. One gets taken out in the avalanche, the first avalanche. And the oh, other... I enjoyed that death. That, that was, was great. That, that made me laugh out loud when that <laughs> happened. Because the way the body, yeah. yeah. And then you have the human toboggan guy. Oh, yeah. Gets... Can we talk about that fight scene real quick? The human mm -hmm. sled? When it's Sly Sloan. It's the only fight that happens in the evening, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Um, so... Sly and on a very obvious set. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so not a. There are several very obvious set moments. In um, movie. Yeah, but so he he goes after it with generic bad guy two. We'll call him because he's one mm -hmm. of the first two, uh, two of them to die, and they start going down a hill, and then uh, Sly uses him as a human sled, Wilts punching him in the face. Uh, and then he slides off the mountain, and Sly is able to catch himself with an ice pick. Right, it's great. It was. I mean, I haven't seen. That was like that was the, one of the rare moments. I was like, okay, guys, this is you're kind of taking me out of it a little bit. With... I've performed that very move myself <laughs> in games like Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. You got to catch yourself on the ice well, pick a lot uh, in Tomb Raider. Pick. It's a lot. Well, first, do you alone... think the physics would work for that? No, Tony, this is <laughs> no. Especially, I just don't know. Maybe, yeah. Especially at his size because he's so big. I feel like he would just like... sink into the snow. Yeah. He's just yeah. gliding on the top. Yeah, that wouldn't work. No, and yeah. not unless he sprayed some. Some magic Some chemical on it, yeah. like, like from, like from National, Griswold. Like National <laughs> yeah, Lampoon's I wish they. Right. What was that show that they disproved Mythbusters? <laughs> I wish Mythbusters would do a cliffhanger episode. Maybe they did. I don't know. The that sounds very niche. Awesome. The, the, the physics of Cliffhanger would be a fantastic <laughs> I mean, episode. Mythbusters itself had some niche episodes, so I yeah. can see them taking it on. Um, that's the thing. All the fight scenes were just pretty ridiculous, but they were so, they were ridiculous in a, I thought, in a cool way. The most ridiculous fight scene is the final fist fight, which is a non-contest between Walker and Lithgow. Yeah. Keep your hands and feet in the vehicle at all <laughs> times. <laughs> and kicks can we, the helicopter. Can we play man. that scene? Yeah. That, that is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's just, no. There's just no... With some class. Why didn't this win the Academy Award for Best Screen? Right. <laughs> um, well, I don't... There was there were several hands on the screenplay, but the premise mm -hmm. was by this guy, John Long. So this is going to go back to, like, our first or second episode. I was going to ask about this because yeah. I've never seen an opening credit sequence Based that on has... A Based on a premise by. Yeah, right. so the, the story behind that, so John Long was a very famous mountain climber uh, in Yosemite Valley, and I don't know if you guys remember, like the second episode, I think, I recommended a documentary, uh, Valley Uprising, and he's heavily mm -hmm. featured in that doc. Uh, he was like probably one of the, the more prominent mountain climbers in the 70s, uh, and he founded this group called the Stone Masters, and they were kind of like the hippie version of mountain climbers. They were very okay. heady in their approach to mountain climbing and whatnot. So he's, he was really big in the mountain climbing scene. Um, during the 70s, a plane full of Colombian marijuana crashed in Yosemite Valley in a frozen lake, and the mountain climbers found it, and they all like stole a bunch of this weed from the plane and sold it like all over California. So the idea of a, of a plane with a bunch of important material crashing in the mountains and only mountain climbers being able to get access to it was the premise for a cliffhanger overall. See, now what, See, what you just described is way more interesting. It's such a cooler movie, movie premise, movie. right? It's like, a, yeah. it's like a, a simple plan version yes, of exactly. it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So this, yeah, so basically like, and then by the time the feds got to the plane that they found out it crashed, the, the mountain climbers had gotten a bunch of it and the, the marijuana was soaked with jet engine fuel. So it had like mm. a special spark to it when you would light it, it would like kind of explode. And then, but the other thing was the feds got, you know, they, they obviously knew about the plane, but they figured that mountain climbers had been picking at it because they started making a bunch of money. And they were rolling into all these very nice kind of resort towns and getting like lobster dinners. They were driving super nice cars. And they're all basically bums. So all of a sudden they were just balling. <laughs> so that was why that's the premise that and John then the Long. Drug, marijuana drug lords came to town. <laughs> came in the Colombians movie. came. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they would like climb up there with like chainsaws and they would cut through the lake and just pull these giant bales of pot out wow, of the water. Wow. So that was the premise. So he wrote a screenplay based off that and then that was just shredded to bits into what we saw for Cliffhanger. 
But I think that'd be a much cooler movie, personally. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so... But they, like, Michael France, the, the accredited screenwriter, mm-hmm. somehow did his version of the idea, and they completely forgot about the the, the climber who originally had the premise. So they mm-hmm. kind of, like, cut him out. Right. So, like, last minute, they were like, um, hey, wait a minute. Our boy met with you guys about this. We need to... So they they gave him, like, $400,000 or something. Oh, wow. Well, that's for to, to settle. Yeah. yeah. I take that just for a premise. I got a premise yeah. for mm-hmm. some studios. I got lots of premise. I got lots yeah. of premise. Let me it's give just, you, let me it's give just you really shady. I'll take $1,000 per like premise. Not only that they carved him out, but I think the original story is much cooler. I would like to see them like kind of revisit that. You could definitely market that story like the story that inspired Cliffhanger. I think they would I think they would do that now. I don't mm-hmm. think in 1993 but, they would do a movie that was about drugs like that. Right. Yeah. I get like it's why It's not four quadrant enough. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get why like the the MacGuffin is not weed, but rather you know, money from money, the treasury. That's higher stakes mm-hmm. and like everyone's going to want to get that. Well, why so. wasn't it gold? Could right. It's been gold. Well, that'd be too heavy because then you wouldn't be able to lug that all over the mountains. No. Also, nice but and you light. could throw it at people. It's a great that's, weapon. That'd be a good weapon. That's true. Also, I don't know that I, I'm probably not the only person in the room, but when he was burning the money, it physically pained me. I know it wasn't real money that was being burned. But, but he burned all of it. But he burned that whole. $30 million. $30 million. And I was you like, gotta stay warm. Take 50000 It's a fortune to eat this place. <laughs> you know that. what? I did love that <laughs> joke, even that though. Was good. It's like, this is so even the dumb. cheesy lines are like, that's, that's pretty funny. It's hard for me not to love it. Also, the best is Stallone's, you're not gonna die. Like upside <laughs> uh, down. Like, Rachel, so I still can't believe you hadn't seen versions of that scene before. Now, I, I, I had had no explain idea to her, though, that this movie when nature existed. calls, yeah. too there's a lot of homages to it. Yeah. Other now pieces I'll be more it. alert to them when mm-hmm. I watch them. I I'm, I'm still might not pick up on them, let's be honest. Well, I can't believe we haven't talked about the stoners yet. Oh, oh yeah. That's because I, mean, I repressed and his the memory buddies? of them. The fact that they didn't die was a tragedy. What? They Tra- did tra- die. Oh, can you repeat they that word died? one more time? One of them did. Is it a tragedy? One of them dies, and the buddy doesn't even care. Tra- doesn't even look it's back. No, it's SNL. also weird because oh, okay. the girl you it's wish just, you'd ever I don't know. They, they don't really it's serve a, tra- a purpose. A I don't really right. understand why they're in the movie. Other than I guess. Hold on, does one to actually be, die? Why do I miss yeah, something the multiple times? The blonde gets lit up. Yeah. Yeah. He gets, you know, he I think I just confused them as the same person. So when the other one was alive, they're basically the same dude. They're a plot device to 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 alert Frank that something's up, basically. Um, but then the one, the one gets are. makes it down um, in the, in the parachute and then hanging in the tree and then all of these well I guess they're supposed to be wolves but they're clearly just huskies who right. look adorable <laughs> and I'm like oh play with the dog and they don't wrap up his thing right he's just hanging well, in Frank, the tree Frank, no and Frank, I don't or does Frank, Frank find him Frank finds him Frank and takes him back him. yeah that's okay. the thing he's just it's just a plot Show device to alert Frank that something's amiss right so. Which I've now said twice. I've no ever said this. He was the more annoying one. So the one that died, I wish he would have lived. And this guy. other one. Oh, the blonde was pretty grating. I, the blonde's the one that died. Now I got to rewatch it because I'm, I just don't even know. All I have to—it's not a '90s movie if you don't have a couple of stoners in it. Honestly, yeah. they, they were pop reckless also, driving. Yeah, I love their. That was very dangerous. But I love their, their reckless driving right. acting though. When they pull up alongside Gabe. They're yelling out their car window at Gabe as one would if you're trying to talk to someone driving next to you. But Gabe just talks in normal voice. He fast eights that situation. Yeah. There's a scene in Fast Eight where... There's a Vin Diesel mumble where you can't actually yeah. hear anything he would be saying if it was real life. Right. It's it's awesome. That was I was very bummed out by that scene, especially like I feel, you know, because of what Gabe's been through with you know, losing someone in an accident like that. He'd be like, drive behind me, guys. That's super dangerous. What are you doing? <laughs> Agreed. But he never... I would have ran no. him off the road. That, whoa. He spends a lot of time looking over at them and not paying attention to the road. Yeah. So... It's because Sylvester Stallone himself wasn't actually driving, and I guess he's just not good at the drive acting. <laughs> that, that reminds me of um, Jesse, Janine Turner's character, mm-hmm. and how horribly constructed she is uh, because yeah. of, from the beginning yeah. I was like oh we're gonna get it's gonna be totally like a like a, a Sly Stallone mm. is gonna have like an equal who's a female it's gonna be great nope. and then no. she just devolves from no. there right. into yep. the damsel in distress mode yep. she's scared of bats she flies rescue helicopters into dangerous situations for but, bats but she's is scared which... of bats yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was another thing oh they're, they're the bridge is about to explode and they're running down it he's like don't look back Run, run. What's the first thing she does? Looks back and then continues <laughs> running. 
uh, it was just very got, annoying and disappointing. And then she just got but, into the helicopter. I understand yeah. that she thought it was Frank, but you know that something's amiss, uh, just to pull a Tony. Um, <laughs> you know that something is amiss on this mountain, so why would you not just at least be like, let me double check before I'm just like, hey, Frank, what's up? The damsel in distress thing just really bothered me. Yeah, yeah especially because you did set her up to be a kind of a strong character and then did a total one. She does and nothing also, of consequence. Also, yeah. in the beginning, when after he apparently like leaves for eight months after that whole thing happens, and yeah. then she kind of they're talking and then they just start hugging. It's hugging, right? And making it's very strange. Yeah. If I were her, I would be so pissed. Yeah, I'd be would, like, just because be no you, no. just because you saved my life and we went through this traumatic experience doesn't mean that we're just gonna get back together right. now. That's not how this works. <laughs> also, when did he leave? Did he just like as soon as it happened? It he must have been. I like. I think, I think I like right to, after the funeral is what they were oh, saying. Oh, see, I like to imagine he gets down from the mountain, gets in his car, and, and just, just leaves. leaves. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't pack anything up. He just goes. He was gone for eight months. We right. don't know where he was. He just had to figure some things out. It's so yeah. weird. But there wouldn't be as much conflict if he didn't shoulder and, most of the blame right. for the death. And she didn't pack up any of his stuff no. or anything like that. It just was there. And Yeah. And this is before the ages of, like, of cell phones where right. like I would just be calling that right. Person off the hook. And and Hal doesn't seem to be too messed up about that loss until he's forced to work with Gabe. Yeah. Well, it's been eight months. You know, you got to get over it eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know it was sad, Whoa. but we don't know how long they've been Whoa. dating. It could have been a three-week relationship. It could have been That's true. We a couple don't. of months. It's, we don't if know. It was, if it was a three-week week relationship, he, he definitely should have been taking her up on the mountain. That's the thing. But see, that's the thing that I feel like you do at the beginning of a relationship to be to like, show look off. how cool I am. If they'd been dating for a year, they wouldn't be on mountains. They'd be on the couch watching some VHSs. That's true. I just feel like it was yeah. probably She didn't know about the knee injury. Like, you said you heard it in Vietnam. Like, wait, is he even... Is he old enough to... That I told old. you. I'm so Yeah, that's right. How long have they been together? That's yeah. a good point. I'm also really confused because she has clearly experienced enough to get up the mountain, but she can't get back down. Yeah. And he's the one who's injured, so he's really the only one who needs rescuing. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why she just didn't go down. If she and was also, so scared of, of going across the cord or whatever, it's like, just climb back down. Also, I don't understand why she wouldn't go first yeah, across the exactly. cord. Right. Ladies first. Right. Yeah. She wouldn't be dead. Mm-mm. If you guys just Michael Rooker the would rules be, and that's well, well, I don't know, Michael. I think Michael Rooker would have survived that situation because oh, he yeah, had a stronger grip, yeah. well, so see, he could have okay, climbed actually, back up. Okay, actually, I haven't brought up my most, my probably more problematic opinion of this movie. Okay, it is fifty percent her fault that she died. Yeah, I why don't, does she have no upper body strength? I don't want to victim blame. Zero upper body strength. But it's not but even not the upper body strength. It is that she is freaking the hell out. Like, she would not just... He was like, reach up with your other he arm. kept on saying. She just wasn't even attempting to do it. She was just freaking out. I'm like, I understand this is scary, but for someone who doesn't want to die, you're doing the least to not die right now. Mm. So I was like... I feel bad for everyone involved, but it was 50% her fault that she fell so off that mountain. So for you, it was an earned death. <laughs> 50% earned. No okay. sympathy from you today. I have sympathy. I feel bad for her family that she was dumb enough to climb up a mountain that she was scared of. Yeah. And then freak out when she could have been rescued mm-hmm. and ruined everyone else's life. Uh, on a side note, is anyone else scared of heights mm-hmm. on this oh, podcast? Because I, am, yeah. I of sweaty palms for good chunks of this movie. Really? Yeah. No. I'm not scared of it, it watching it in that, a movie. I found it oddly claustrophobic. Yeah, no. It was I, very oh. strange because they kept, it's supposed to be this huge open environment, but there are obviously mm-hmm. a lot of soundstage elements mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. There are but, some... but there's also just people around every mm-hmm. corner. It's mm-hmm. people, people. It's like, this is a huge open space. You're there supposed are to feel people. isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. And instead it's like, just walk around a corner. There's more people. There's more there people. are some Very awesome, strange. like wide shots. Like yeah. we're done for that's, real. That's yeah, what but really freaked me out. See, I'm only afraid of heights when they're actually happening to me. I'm not afraid of oh, like in a movie. Even if I'm looking at them in a movie, I'm, I get well, a little Well, it depends weird. on what it is. I don't know what like, it is. Like I didn't go see the movie The Walk. Or is that what it's called? The, oh, yeah, the, the, the tightrope one? Yeah, I didn't go see that oh. because I knew I was going to get kind of dizzy mm-hmm. and those yeah. kinds of things. But, like, when it's just, like, I'm high up, okay. But if I'm physically high up, yeah, that. Tony, are you the kind of person who gets gets sick on, like, at Disney's California Adventure on the Soren ride? So here's the caveat to my fear of heights. I don't like it to hold me back from doing fun things, like mm. going on roller coasters. So I go on roller coasters. I just complain the whole time. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'll still go on them and things like that. Yeah, see, I don't go on roller coasters, but it's not because of heights. It's because I don't like adrenaline rushes. Ah. Like I went on, you, I is anyone familiar with Top Thrill Dragster? 
at Cedar Point. I don't Point. know anywhere Think that you, you just that said. It's, yeah, it sounds made up. It's a it's a ride at Cedar Point, and it go, it's like one of the tallest roller coasters in the world. Nope. But you, it's a straight yeah. down drop, like completely 90 degree angle up and down. It's pretty wild. I've been on King Daka and at Six Flags. I think it's like the same thing. I go Where it goes straight up, straight, straight down, straight down. Yeah, exactly. and then I've also been on Millennium Force at Cedar Point. Yeah, that's that's good one. Where is Cedar Point? That's in Ohio. yeah, Sandusky, okay. Ohio. The only I, good thing I, about Ohio. I knew where it was, but I couldn't remember exactly where it was. But yeah, Ohio. So. Yeah, shout out to Cedar Point. Great, great roller coaster. America, America's, America's roller coaster. Ooh, that's hey. I go on nice. like I'll go on like uh, I've been on all the roller coasters at Disneyland except for that one with the loop at California Adventure. The white one. Okay. Oh. I won't go on that. But nope. I go on like the other fun ones. <laughs> the goofy one? The goofy. <laughs> Those little ones terrify me. I like the little ones. The little the little ones where it's like two or four people in a car and that's it. And then oh, those ones and weird me out like too. Super rickety. And yeah, high I feel up like it's gonna and, fly off a yeah, curb. and you could just goes. and it has those like hairpin turns. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those. Rachel's fine with that. Clearly, I'm alright with those. <laughs> all right, I do all right. Well, there you go. Um, so this movie made 255 million. It was a hit worldwide. Over 70, which is that and that studio. What's the name of that studio Calico? again? Yeah, this was like their Calico. Calico what, Cat? What uh, Carlico, I think. Carli- yeah. yeah. But, um, this was like, this was like the, the one of their peak films before yeah. they went into a big tank. T- right. Uh, and they, ending in Cutthroat Island, obviously. Yeah, like... Oh, the, wait, did they do Terminator, too? They did, yes. They did yeah. one of the Terminators, yeah. And uh, TriStar and I think like a VHS company had stepped in to pick up some of the cost or help distribute... The movie because they were in they were in crappy financial straits yeah, then, mm-hmm. um, and it did help them, but they didn't make they were so in debt that yeah the profits, it kind of just they, staved off the end essentially right. But they were in such bad shape that uh, any money they made had to go to their creditors. Their debtors, yeah. Yeah, I hear so, that. <laughs> this movie has like a weird like history. It Stallone found his way in it by not being attached to it at all. Yeah. Like him this and was like a makeup movie, right? Yeah. Like him and John Candy were supposed to be in this movie called Bartholomew versus Neff. Yep. No, thank you. What? Yeah, it's supposed to be a directed com- by a John comedy. Hughes. Mm-hmm. Two neighbors at war with each other. Yep. But that fell apart slash no one wanted to see Stallone in comedies because Oscar and Supper My Mom Will Shoot. So, okay. So they were like, okay, well, we'll roll Stallone into something else. And we have this movie called Gale Force, which was basically hard rain before there was hard rain. People are trying to rob a coastal town in the middle of a hurricane, and someone's got to stop them. And Stallone was going to be the guy to stop them. They thought that movie was going to cost way too much to do, so they scrapped it. It was They thought it was, it was like a $40 million investment, and they didn't want to make that happen, despite the huge script fees they were paying to turn this movie around. So they eventually doubled down on Cliffhanger, which cost $70 million. Mm-hmm. So the movie they thought would be cheaper to make than the one they said would be too expensive to make actually cost more. Which I think it worked out for them overall. Yeah. Cliffhanger's the better movie. It also has just a great name. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Surprisingly, not too many cliffhangers in the film. In regards no, really to like aren't. Waiting just... for something to happen. Mm-mm. Like It's pretty straightforward, linear sort of situation going on. So Yeah. Um, I guess the name is just literal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just that's just actually what he does. Let's uh, let's talk about the gratuitous violence. Like the, yeah, that I didn't really, remember. I, that I didn't. There Rennie was Harlan. one moment that I had to watch over and over. Well, listen to is more. So when what's his face gets the shotgun to the belly and then tossed over the cliff or whatever. Yes. Uh, which one is that? Um, no, that guy's. We name. call him Striker, but that's Delmar? definitely not his name. Delmar. Yeah, Delmar. Delmar. Now. I was I had headphones on while I was watching it and I heard a sound that sounded like if you filled a water balloon with blood well like fake blood and then popped it like like That's a shotgun like made his stomach pop open That's or something a very and, like descriptive. a squirt sounds was, like, like a, somebody was on the foley stage when they did there this. was like a squirt sound it was very off-putting and didn't quite make sense with the brutality of the scene it felt kind of comical and i was like am i hearing that so i listened to it like four times and it was just seemed such an odd choice like like maybe the audio engineers were playing a joke on Rennie Harlan. <laughs> well, now I gotta rewatch it for that. It's, it's like, very hey, weird. I, I filled a garbage bag with a bunch of oatmeal and we, right. sh- and we shot it up. It's very strange. Yeah. I always want to just get inside the mind of Foley artists sometimes and like the weird stuff they use. I'd watch that Netflix show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
This is called Foley. <laughs> the, the violence in this movie, like Rennie Harlan was coming off of Die Hard 2, mm -hmm. which is insanely violent for an R-rated film. There's yeah, a lot of blood. Take it up a notch. Yeah. Yeah. He, Die Hard. Like, he loves his slow-mo, Paul Verhoeven, blood splatter type stuff. But this thing is nuts. Like, when, yeah. they, when they kill the corrupt treasury, when Gabe kills the corrupt treasury officer, shooting him with that, with the piton gun through the ice, like, that is... That's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. from the outset, just in the initial plane hijacking. But it's, I mean, they're just right. They just aren't yeah. They set the right. tone. But the blood is so early. horror. It, yeah. it's, you know? it's all over the place. A lot of splattering yeah. with the blood, which right. I wasn't expecting. Slash didn't remember well, at all. It's funny you said that because that in order to get this movie an R rating, one of the cuts they had to make was a blood splatter, which is uh, when the pilot of the treasury plane is shot. And they have that blood splatter on, on the, the back. Yeah. It was much more gratuitous. It was supposed to we we're supposed to see him just get blasted up. So this would have gotten an N C seventeen if they hadn't yeah. that's hilarious to me. I'm so desensitized. I don't remember it really being that violent. No, I guess in 1993, <laughs> by today's standards, I mean, with shows like True Blood and stuff that right. are so yeah. gory yeah. and gratuitous. Mm -hmm. like this I'm real desensitized, so yeah. fine. <laughs> Someone could you're murder someone right in front of me. You're a shell like... of yourself today, by the way. There's <laughs> <laughs> no sympathy for anyone who's died in this film. No, I'm Desensitized to violence. I have sympathy for the girl that died at the beginning. I was just saying it was 50% her fault that she died. But I still feel <laughs> bad that she died. Okay. Well, um, do we want to recast this one? Because I, I wrote some Ooh, down. Sure. Um, Channing Tatum. Yeah, the two I... With the John Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had a... I had Christoph... With the British accent. Like, yeah. he has to do it. I had Christoph Waltz as John Lithgow's part. Okay. I can see that, I can see yeah. I think he's, he's like the calculated... Because I think Lithgow was trying to go for like a calculated villain. But he just seemed like a goofball. But he just sounded like a goon. Do you know mm -hmm. who the original villain was? No. But, the, but he dropped out, so who? they got him last minute? Christopher Walken. Oh man, I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been. I fun. I think that still would have been bad though. But I don't think he would. I don't think so. That's true. I don't yeah, think he would have gone yeah. for like. Some I would have enjoyed like it that. being bad mm -hmm. instead of being annoyed. Sammy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was like, wait, how long before someone does a Christopher Walken? Um, I can't do a Christopher Walken impression. So I feel like I everyone's got one in their back pocket. Um, I had Catherine Waterson for um, Jesse. Yeah, because of the hair? Yeah, that was kind yeah. of the main thing, to be honest with you. It was the, it was, it was the, I, I the short hair. I want somebody more sparky and spunky than... Catherine Waterson is just... She's kind of flat. Yeah. I would say... But I feel like she can do the physical roles, too, so there's like a little yeah. bit Well, they've been talking about too. remaking this movie for a while. Neil Moritz was supposed to... Supposed to take it he's over. He's been working on it for like a few years. Rooker but... can just play the same character. Yeah, Honestly, bring him he back. looks basically it looks the pretty same. good. Mm -hmm. See, I think Rooker would be the Frank. He's not old enough. Guard. Sylvester Stallone would be the Frank. Sorry, Sly, oh, I love right. you, but yeah, that would make more sense. I don't think That'd he's be great. Enough. Um, <laughs> I love. I love. I, I, I know that not too many people are a huge fan of this guy on this podcast, mm. but Jeremy Renner oh, would I be a good. Oh no, I think Jeremy Renner would be a good like sidekick character for this kind of thing. Like playing as, like the the Michael, as Michael, Michael Rooker's character. Ooh. I could also no. see him as like a... like As one of the bad I guys? See, I could see him being the main dude because he's... Uh, he's I can see man. him not mm. being in oh, this movie at all. Oh, you know who would be all. fun? Who would be fun in the... I would I would love more of like His a Brie, a Brie Larson as the Janine. Yeah, Brie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. She'd be, be tough. She'd be yeah. strong. She'd, she'd have fun with it, I feel like. Yeah, and I didn't even try to cast any of the villains because there's too many. There so, are too many. Just like miscellaneous villain uh, one. It'd be like Mads Milkinson would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mads Milkinson, that guy, uh, <laughs> would probably be cast as like the John Lithgow character. Yeah. yeah. Though You'd I would push him off a mountain mm -hmm. real fast. But I think Leon, you bring him back. Leon, he's aged back very well. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he's one of the guys who gets shot in the plane. Now, right. something I didn't know, has he always done the one name thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure because I didn't. Even, I think he even had it when he did the Madonna video. Really, like a prayer. I think it was he was Leon. still just going by Leon. Oh, is he a person? Yeah. That's a bold was he a model first? move. I, I think so. he was a model. So that's okay. So that's that makes more sense. Did. I just yeah. think the one name move is very. You gotta His have full some... name is Leon Robinson. Yeah. Well, you know oh, he's he's, he's really Cynthia Bailey's baby daddy. He's fifty-five um, years. Cynthia old. Bailey of Real Housewives of Atlanta. He's that's he's the baby daddy. Mm-hmm. I, that I did not know. Does that blow your mind? It's kind of, yeah. Associated with a Real Housewife? <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that might be the only the second or third mention of Real Housewives on this podcast yeah, in that, general. Yeah, and they've all been by me, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, well, should we go on to the recommendations then? Let's I do suppose? it. Sure. I, I can go first. Uh, I would recommend this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't usually like a 
die hard on a blank or in a blank. Um, I'm not usually into those movies, but die hard on a mountain or on multiple mountains uh, worked for me. I, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I wouldn't, I don't ever need to see it twice. I don't need to see it again in my life, but I think it's a fun little watch if you're with friends. Don't watch it alone. I don't think it'll be as yeah. entertaining. Yeah, it's not. Uh, maybe watch it with headphones so you can hear this uh, the water sounds. balloon of blood uh, <laughs> be shot by a shotgun. You uh, really need it for the intricacies of the soundtrack. It's yeah. important. Yeah. But, well, water yeah. balloon of blood is the name of your death metal album. Right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. I'd also recommend if you're ever falling off of a cliff, not to freak out because maybe you will actually be able to be saved. Stay calm. Maybe. Stay calm. It's a good tip. Um, I definitely recommend this movie. It's a touch long. Could probably it did feel long. Yeah, it, it could wraps prob- up though. Like it wrap the bow on it. The bow on it is very fast. Yeah, could probably stand to lose about fifteen to twenty minutes yeah. overall. But um, it's it's a lot better than I remember, and it's just like a fun action movie, mm-hmm. and it's a little ridiculous at times, but I think it works. Um, I kind of agree with Rachel's sentiment. Like watch it with some friends. Have it like be like a party movie before you go out and just have a good old time. But yeah, I'd recommend. Uh, I would also recommend it. I had a good time watching it. I would appreciate it more if maybe it was streamlined a bit more in terms of like I don't need some of the subplot stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And and you know, despite my complaint of the water balloon, uh, the the blood filled water balloon sound, I I found that highly entertaining. Yeah, so. his Delmar's death is so. Fist pumping, F yeah, where they like to see mm-hmm. that in the theater must have been awesome. I would recommend this movie. It's great. I loved it. Well, I would be disappointed after you. I know. Suggested <laughs> has anyone? Like yeah, it. I was gonna say, has anyone not recommended their own pick? I, yeah, yeah I did. Oh yeah, the wedding planner. Nobody oh, recommended the wedding planner. I did not recommend it. <laughs> it was it did terrible. Not hold up. <laughs> Which even now thinking about it, I'm kind of like, it can't be that bad. But I don't want to watch it again and test right. those waters. It's been like, think about how many movies we've watched between we've then, watched, like, then and now. Movies. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think that just time just dulls the senses for how bad <laughs> things can be. Oh boy! Oh, and now we have general. So we, we're, it's unanimous. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're all all of us are on board. Yeah. General recommendations. It. Yeah, um, I would recommend Last Chance You, uh, season two on Netflix. Uh, it follows the East Mississippi Community College football team. Um, even if you're not a huge sports fan, it's a really cool sort of slice of life documentary uh, or docu series, I should say, because it follows like a lot of their backstories of where they came from. A lot of these kids. This college is known for taking kind of hard luck cases for football players, guys who need a second chance who maybe got in trouble at a different school or didn't have good grades and have academic learning disabilities and things like that. Um, and it doesn't just follow the players, it follows the coach, follows the school counselors. Um, but I recommend it's shot really well. Uh, so last chance you season two. Well, I guess today's going to be another Netflix round. Yeah, another Netflix round. I highly recommend the documentary Into the Inferno. It's uh, mm. Werner Herzog's um, latest. I think he actually did it last year. But uh, if you if you do have a 4K TV and you have the 4K subscription to Netflix, I highly recommend watching it. In 4K. I don't make enough money to have it's a 4K stunning. TV. They're cheap now. <laughs> I was um, just making a joke. It's stunning. <laughs> uh, but also, the little hidden gem of it is that they actually go to North Korea and they film inside North Korea because they're one of the world's most dangerous volcanoes is in North Korea, I and that's what this documentary is about. So they had to go to North Korea. And you, got to, you get to see a part of North Korea that I have never seen, been exposed to or seen in my entire life. It is creepy yes. um, and totally worth It's like 20 minutes of the whole thing is just on North Korea and it's I don't, fascinating. I don't watch anything filmed in North Korea or about North Korea. So if they ever capture us, I can say that I don't support those things <laughs> and I've never seen them. And please let me live. <laughs> But I, I mean, <laughs> it's a weird fact. Moving on from that, but I mean, there's nothing negative. In okay. It, in terms of like how they're maybe I'll give North this Korea would find a way to spin North it Koreans through. would yeah. not allow that. Uh, so one, the whole entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, how are they allowed to go in and film it? And two, like this is there. We're obviously just seeing like the best parts yeah. of the country and everything. Yeah, because that's the only thing they'll let you. Um, but it's kind of fascinating. There's a big connection between. Um, the the dictatorship and the volcano and the, the sort of godlike quality of King, Kim Jong Il and King Jong Un and I didn't even um, know there was a volcano in North Korea. Yeah, this apparently is brand it's, new information. Of, it's an active volcano and it's very dangerous. Um, but it's a fascinating documentary overall about the world's most dangerous volcanoes, it, and I highly recommend it. If it ever erupts, Kim Jong Un will just like stare at it really hard, and make it stop. He'll just put a nuke. That's in basically it. He'll just punch the it. mythology. I don't think that'll oh, help. Wow. 
I think that'll uh, make it worse. But he, but that's the beauty of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a word to describe what he is. <laughs> I would recommend uh, another 90s joint, Contact. Oh, nice. I revisited it recently. It holds up well in parts. Some not so much. McConaughey and Jodie Foster have zero chemistry. Jodie Foster never has any chemistry with her male leads. Yeah. I think we all know why. <laughs> I was just saying, it does not need to be said. But it's a very, uh, it's very beautifully shot. It's it's very cerebral. It's got some good emotional beats. I think it's an underrated Zemeckis joint. Definitely worth checking contact. out. Yeah, I've great been, opening shot. I've been shot. toying with watching it again because it's on Netflix or something, right? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Nice. Um, I'm going to go back to Netflix uh, and recommend their movie uh, To the Bone, uh, which is a movie about uh, eating disorders, but it's a lot more than that. Um, it's about like family struggles and all that kind of stuff, and Retta's in it, and you can't go wrong with Retta. And Keanu, but, right? And Keanu is in it, Whoa, yes. Uh, and for anybody that used to have a eating disorder, uh, it's very... You know, very relatable thing to watch. All right. Excellent. Well, we haven't talked about the elephant in the room, which is that we changed oh, the name of the podcast. we did. So we are no longer Can't Wait. We are now Second Run, which makes a lot more sense considering what we talk about every week. Yep. Um, so we've changed the name in the, in the feed. If you subscribe to us, I don't think you have to do anything different. Um, it'll still show up for you just with a different name. So... There you go. I don't know if there's anything more to say about that. Just to still, you can still like it and subscribe to it. That's yeah. right. If you haven't name, already, you can still leave a review. You can just, still just look for second run instead of can't wait. Yeah. But only say nice things in the reviews. Right. The game has changed, Unlike but I the do. players are the same. No, Tony. I'm no, very no. sorry that I just said that. You need to stop watching Last Chance You. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's not on the podcast. Um, wait, who's who's recommending the next movie? It's me. Oh. I pick the next movie. I had a very specific form of torture for you, but I'm going to save that one for later. <laughs> wow. uh, Phil knows what it is, but mm. I'll, I'll save that one for you guys for later. So it's unusual. Uh, the next movie that we're going to watch is the, I believe, extremely underrated Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, oh. I'm excited. I've <laughs> never seen it. Neither well, have I. you are well, in you for a treat. It's it is Kirstie Alley's best performance ever in the world. All right. That is a low bar. I'm on board. <laughs> better than sibling rivalry? <laughs> I've never seen it, but it is better than Look Who's Talking. Okay. Mm. I love okay. that movie. I do, too. But I, I also we know what one of Tony's picks is going to be for a future. Look Who's Talking, so. too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or now? Yeah, Look Who's Talking Now, which the is, third one. Which with is the, the one with Roseanne in it. Yeah. Oh, I've never That's seen that. That's two. Don't is, do, skip it. It's just see just watch Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking too. I've seen both of them yeah. multiple times. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've never wow. seen the third one. It's a waste of time. I didn't it's know there bad. was a third one. I didn't mm-hmm. either. Look who's talking now? Yeah, it's pretty rough. There you All go. right. Well, it's an, another podcast. Clearly Rachel has things to yeah. do. So we'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> until next time, go watch uh, go watch Drop, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.